Good evening, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to another episode of the Your Inner Nerd Podcast. This week, we're coming to you live from Hell's Kitchen in Las Vegas, believe it or not, with a baker who was recently arrested for assault with a Bradley weapon. Uh-huh. <laughs> baker puns. Uh-oh. He took the job because he really needed the dough. All right, that one was overdone. Anyway, that, that was a dad joke almost, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm already wearing new balances, so that's enough. But anyways, alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Skylar, and joining us today from the YouTube channel, Bake It With AJ, we have... The name brand himself, AJ. How are you doing, AJ? I am so great. How are you? Doing good. Like I, we had talked before previously, started binging your stuff, and it is, it's a new twist on baking, I must say. You've baked with stuff I wouldn't even think it'd be imaginable to bake with. And that was the whole goal, because I post all my recipes that are more approachable desserts, but this new fun segment is taking weird ingredients and putting a more entertaining spin on things. Okay. Okay. Skylar, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, like you, I binge watched some of the videos and I love them. I think they're really fun too. So, uh, but I like to bake. Like, I'm I hate cooking. I like baking. There is a difference. Usually, <laughs> it's the other way around. Yeah, for me, it's the other way around. Like I can right. cook, but I don't know if it's where I've always been horrible at math. Like baking, you got to do measurements, so it, things come out the right way, the right texture. And all that stuff, but with cooking, I just felt like, of course, I was raised in the South, so I don't have measurements. It's like a dash of this, or you put enough into where it looks. But yeah, I mean, I've bacon's baking is, I believe, is a talent. And I mean, it's a science for sure. Yeah, it is. And I was horrible at science too, which is probably why I can't bake either, but it, science was my least favorite thing at school. I see. <laughs> if I, I could that. bake though, I feel like I would be like horrendously obese because I would bake ridiculous amounts of banana bread because that's that's just like my favorite <laughs> I thing. love banana bread. Uh, yeah. I guess so that. my question for you, AJ, is you did you said you didn't like science? It was never my favorite thing in school. Although I was just a bad student altogether. <laughs> I would sit there and be like I'm drawing my pictures instead of taking notes and then I'd get my notes from my friends. And pretty much do what I had to do to get through the class. <laughs> I was going to say, it's funny because baking is like that science. You're At least you're like going through the motions of that, right? Like you have that science experiment. Yes, that's true. And I guess it's just the way you think about it. Because when you're in school and you're learning all these different things, especially in college, the classes I had to take, I just, science is a fun, like, <laughs> it's a fun subject, but baking is its own area of science whereas Mm -hmm. like everything else is all this chemistry and i don't know the periodic table and i never will and i don't think i'll ever have (laughs) it just doesn't matter to me yeah my wife's (laughs) like i hear it even when i don't want to oh man i'm sorry yeah thanks i appreciate it but (laughs) the kind of little icebreakers open the floor a little bit like said it mentioned previously it is women's history month so is there a particular woman in your life that got you into baking or is just like a major inspiration for you? Oh, it's my mom without a doubt. Um, she owns her own bakery. Oh. That's where I first got it as a child. She's done it my whole life. So I got into it at a very young age and then she just opened her bakery last year. So she's been 
inspiring for me because she's pursuing her dreams and Mm -hmm. it took a long time to get there, but Mm -hmm. to see her do it made it feel a lot more approachable for me. And she's always supported everything I did. And when I started my channel and launched my merchandise and all that, she's just been there the whole time saying, I'm proud of you. This is amazing. Yeah, she's without a doubt my inspiration. Do you ever consult with your mom? Like when they're like, mom, they told me they voted I had to cook with this. What should I do? Or I had to make with this. What should I do? (laughs) When I first came up with that new segment, no, I didn't really consult with her because... She wouldn't have known. She's not going to bake with any of that. <laughs> no, she watches it and she finds it entertaining. But the fun part about that is that it is all me and I have to figure out what the heck I'm doing mm-hmm. on camera. Like I find out the ingredient while we're filming. <laughs> I have no time to think about or prepare any sort of recipe. Sorry. As you can tell, I'm in my living room and I'm not usually in my living room. Oh so my. <laughs> I've got dogs. My wife's not here to tame the dogs. So they're going to bark. They're going to yip and yap and their chihuahuas over here. It's just, it's ridiculous. But it's life. Yeah, it is. It's life. Good. AJ, do you have, besides someone that's inspired you, do you have somebody, a woman in history that you really admire or adore that for any other reason? I love Meryl Streep. She's not like a historical <laughs> figure, but she Who doesn't, right? <laughs> one of the most famous actresses. But I, I also love Ina Garten, the barefoot Contessa, who is one of the just mm-hmm. like pillars of Food Network and the food industry. She's also been a huge inspiration for me. And I would consider her historical because when she started with her specialty food shop and then cookbooks and TV, she was really paving the way for a lot of people in the food industry. And she Mm -hmm. is really one of the people who coined the term, like making things easier for you at home and making them more approachable. So she's a huge inspiration for me because when I first got into baking, seriously, I was in high school and I was in a pretty dark place in my mind, um, just going through stuff. I watched her on TV and she pulled me out of that and gave me something to look forward to and try and feel proud of. So she's pretty far up there along with my mom in terms of who's gotten me to where I am. Something, this is this is like a weird thing about the Barefoot Contessa, but there's just something about her voice that is so soothing that I can put it on and watch it because I'll turn it on TV because I, I love to cook, so I love the cooking network. And I'll put it on and like within 15 minutes, I'm just like hungry and sleepy. And I guess it's just exactly. the this of her voice. I don't know. But Are you then, sure you're not stoned? No, I'm not. <laughs> but no, but when the, then I have to turn it off when the Pioneer Woman comes on because she gets on my nerves a little bit. I, yeah, I, I mean, know. her energy. Yeah, yeah I her think energy that, is, in my opinion, addictive. It's like her show comes across as so natural yeah. and unforced. Yeah. And you're right. Her voice, like I, that's probably the most common comment I ever see about her is she is chill and soothing Mm -hmm. and her food just looks amazing and it makes you starving. So I I remember watching her at home, like in high school, I would be so hungry and I would, this was before I had a computer or anything. So I would write the recipe from the show instead of going online and looking it up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's my girl. 
That's awesome. <laughs> so what I know we had talked on it and briefly, and you mentioned your mom was one of the reasons that you started baking. So what really in, inspired you? And we're like, you know what? I'm going to make a YouTube channel of me baking. What put you on that path? I wanted to go to cooking school when I was in high school and I was looking at college and all that. I didn't really know what to go to school for. And of course, when you're like a junior in high school, they're like on your case about make sure your SAT and your ACT mm -hmm. and all these tests are taken. Make sure you're applying to colleges and getting all this sorted out. And I was just like, man, I have no idea. And I knew at the time that I really loved cooking and baking and anything food related. So I looked into cooking school, but my dad was who I was financially relied on. Mm -hmm. And he was not really a fan of that because he wanted me to get something technical that would make quote unquote, make more money and give me a financially stable future, which is nice and all it's good mm -hmm. that he wants that. But at the same time, like I want to like what I do mm -hmm. since I really needed his opinion and his acceptance at the time. Cause he helped me with school, which was amazing. I went to school for engineering instead. Cause I just pulled out of nowhere. I'm like, I'll just <laughs> go for this, whatever I got accepted to a school with an engineering <laughs> major. So I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And I was optimistic and being like, maybe I'll like it and maybe it'll work out. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. By it was a five and a half year degree too. Like I spent that much time on a degree yeah. and I'm glad I have it. It's a great mm -hmm. thing to have, but by the uh, last year, I knew for a fact that when all these other people getting ready to graduate are looking for their first jobs and applying to internships and stuff, mm -hmm. I just had no enthusiasm whatsoever. I was searching for stuff and applying for it because I felt like I had to, not because I wanted to. Right. And just nothing about that field seemed fun to me. So that's when I started the YouTube channel because I knew, I didn't know exactly if baking or cooking, because I do them both. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know if one or the other was going to be my focus, but I did know before I graduated, I wanted to have at least something related to what I enjoyed doing. Right. So that out of college, if I was going to apply for a food related job, I can be like, here's my resume and portfolio. I do this YouTube channel to show you that I know what I'm doing because mm -hmm. I didn't have any job experience in that field. And then fast forward to now, it just expanded into merchandise website, a lot of stuff. And it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's awesome for sure. I did, I just applied all kind all let me say all YouTubers, Twitch streamers, things like that because I tried I went the Twitch route and was gonna try to be a Twitch streamer, but I was just like, oh, shit, like this is demanding. Yeah, you get to do stuff from your house and whatnot and the other, but it's time consuming. So, oh, I, so I applaud fun. you for being able to keep your youtube channel up and going like you do because it's not easy yeah what's even funnier about that though is as time consuming as that is to put together i get more traffic and interactions on instagram and my website now so mm -hmm. i i triple my time investing into all this other stuff i still do the youtube on top of all that 
but now that's just one small part of everything. Okay. I have this horrible tendency of hogging all the screen time, so I'm going to pass it on to Sid and let if he's got anything else to spew off to you, because once I get st started on my next topic, I won't shut up about it. So Sid, go ahead, man. I was just going to see what, what is one of your favorite dishes, like it, anything, dessert, entree, appetizer, even salad, like anything oh, that man. you really enjoy. That's so difficult. Um, not just cooking, but eating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love food in general. There are very few things I don't enjoy. And it's hard to pick favorites because in terms of baking, at least, I film content like months at a time and I'm making like six different things. And I rarely repeat things because I'm doing so much content. But if I had to pick a favorite dessert to bake, it's these alcoholic bunt cakes I've been making. Every month I do a cocktail in cake form. Oh, shit. That sounds good. And yeah, like it really... I started with a cosmopolitan cake at first because that's my favorite cocktail. Mm. And when I was thinking of content ideas, somebody I know who's pretty high up in the industry gave me a great piece of advice to take something you really enjoy that may not be a food and turn it into a dessert. If you're having the writer's block form of recipe writing and you need an idea, what's something you love that you could possibly turn into a dessert? And I'm like, well, I love a good cosmopolitan. <laughs> Let me find a way to make that into a cake. And sure enough, it worked. And now every month I do a different cocktail and cake form and people are loving them. So that's probably my new favorite dessert because it's boozy, it's delicious, and they look cool. Like bunts are just exciting <laughs> to me. Yeah, nothing nothing is more appealing, honestly, than a well-made bunt cake. Like, mm -hmm. It's the truth. I don't know what it is, but it's just, damn, that's a good bunt cake. Well, and what's even funnier, though, is I never made them before. Like last year was when I bought my first bunt pan, which to a professional baker is a cardinal sin. <laughs> That's something you should have and yeah. you should make. And it was just never anything I made. So I made my first one, was so thrilled about how it came out. I'm like, I need to do this regularly. <laughs> you got anything else, Sid? Or you want me, me to break into my song and dance? Break it to your song and dance. Let's hear it. All right. You're a baker, so you've got to watch this. Let me get, because I'm obsessed with it and I just want your opinion. Uh, do you watch Great British Bake Off? Of course. Uh, I did. Would, would you ever consider going on that show or do you think that's like next level? Because I think that looks, on paper, it sounds easy, but once you see that they don't give them any notion of how much of what they have to put in, like all they'll say is like the texture or whatever that it's supposed to be. And the the fact that these people can come up with the things Absolutely. they do, yeah, I mean, would, yeah, so I would do that. Would you take a, a shot at it? Without a doubt. <laughs> do they ever have Americans on the Great? British I would Bank? love to be honest. No, they used to have an American version of the show. It got canceled, mm -hmm. and I'm hoping they bring it back because I will be one of the first to apply to be on it. Yeah, that's uh, one thing I've always dreamed of doing was being on a baking competition show. Aside from having my own like Food Network show, that's a huge yeah. dream of mine. Who knows if that'll ever happen? But at least being on one of those to me is just such a huge milestone. Do you specifically bake like desserts or are you like in the realm of bread? Because I know there's a whole culture behind bread baking and there's people that are Especially for real about it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Bread Bread became a huge thing because of the pandemic. Yep. 
And I'm really not ashamed to mm-hmm. say that I'm not a bread baker because it's, it's very own specific area of expertise. And as busy as I am now, I really just don't have the time to get into it because it takes so much time and focus. And I love bread. It's one of my favorite foods. If I'm ever at a restaurant, I attack the bread basket and ask for two more. <laughs> In terms of making it at home, you, it's- You want to know what's funny? What? I actually like making bread. I actually have a ton of like sourdough, sourdough starters and stuff. So like, I love making bread. I think it's fun. It's been on my list for a while because I have this whole list of things to bake for leisure in my free time, which is basically non-existent right now. And bread's been on there for <laughs> bread's been on there for quite some time. So you you travel a lot, correct? Is there a plate, a specific country, or it could be country, it could be state, whatever, that has like the probably the best desserts you've ever had? Because to me, I'm just thinking I feel like France would have some good ass desserts. I feel like Italy would. I don't know. I watch a lot of like travel food shows. That's my go-to is like travel food shows. So what it, is there any place in particular to you that stands out above the rest? Well, one of the things I love about this job is getting to try food from everywhere because mm-hmm. it's just so different. <laughs> and especially internationally, when you get to experience what food is like somewhere else, it's just a whole new realm of experience. So it's hard to say because I've been to a number of countries, which has been incredible, but they're all so different in terms of what they eat. Mm-hmm. So I will never forget that my very first international trip was to Paris. And I sat in a garden in Paris eating a croissant and a, a pan of chocolat. <laughs> and it was, it's one of those dream experiences. You're like, I'm eating this in this setting and it's just incredible. And People make these in bakeries in the States, but to have it here is just another level. But in Spain and South America, like the desserts and pastries there are unmatched too, but they're just so different. It's weird because (laughs) I don't know why this is. So don't, don't judge me, Sid. But whenever he was talking about sitting in Paris in a garden, having a croissant, I literally felt like I had an outer body experience. Like I could feel the chills creeping up my body when he said that. I don't know. Imagine being there doing it. I know it does. It does. It is like a dream experience. Like I love to travel and I'm sure it's all like, I know Sed loves to travel, but the pandemic just put like a grind and halt to that for most people. So I haven't got to go anywhere. Unfortunately, I've never traveled out of the country. So, cause I'm as backwards and hillbilly as it gets. And I just feel like, I don't know how I, I would react in another country. Number one. I, it's like I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, we're going to have this guy in here who's a baker. And she's, oh, that's cool, really? I was like, yeah. But the only thing I really have to relate on is when your Nana makes Mountain Dew cakes and or like what? box brownies. And I'll make box I've heard brownies. of Coca-Cola cake, but. Oh, see, Mountain Dew cake. That's, Mountain Dew cake. That is the thing. It, you literally probably use about a damn, almost whole two liter of Mountain Dew. You put it in the batter. You put it in the Ooh, ice. Oh, my God. It. It's diabetes and it's in bunk cake form, but but yeah, <laughs> I'm the kind of person that drinks sweet tea that I put you in cardiac arrest. Mm. But and and that's well, so thing. I have a question. Um, yeah, go ahead. With all the travel and eating, 
how do you not gain so much? I would be huge. Like I just, I like to eat desserts. So when I make yeah. desserts, I have to give them away because I'll just eat all day long. In terms of doing it at home, because I do it every day, I don't really crave it. I make it to film and to do the photography and then I'll enjoy like a serving and then I either freeze the rest so that I can have it later or I try to give it away so it's just not here. And on top of that, I work out like four days a week because I do that. And then in terms of travel, <laughs> there, there have been a number of trips where I really did just go all out and eat a bunch and gorge myself because I was there and I wanted to eat. Mm. I feel gross the next day from it, but it makes it more special when I'm going somewhere fun and I'm getting to try the food and not caring. And that doesn't happen too often now. So if it happened a lot more, I'm sure I'd be gaining a lot more weight, but I try to keep a balance of everything. <laughs> I just feel like being on like a trip or whatever gives you that extra you know what it's a once in a lifetime experience just indulge You'll oh be trust okay. me i and say that every have you noticed as we when we go on trips we seem to want to eat more too because we're like oh we're in a new place i want to go try this i want to try this i want to try this so you're just like eating everything you can i just gained 20 pounds what the hell mm -hmm. every trip yeah. i take that's pretty much how it goes yeah, everywhere I go, I eat their staple food. I went to New York, I had to have pizza. And I tried about like 37 different <laughs> no, pizzas. Chicago has the best pizza. Chicago has the best pizza, I'll give you that. But <laughs> I also, like in New York, I was like, I ate at about every bagel place. I, I don't, like I said, bagel. I don't have a lot of travel experience. I've The farthest I've been is New York. And I almost had anxiety attack when I was in New York. But everywhere I go, I got to eat. I just got to eat everywhere I go. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, said you got anything else you want to ask for us still? Uh, so with the you tra traveling, how has the pandemic affected that? And like, how have you been coping with that? Has it been hard? It's it's completely different because when I was flying last year, when it first started, everything just came to a hard stop, and mm -hmm. I remember the first trip I flew when all these lockdowns were happening there, I'd have a flight with literally eight people on it. And we were scared of catching it at the time. And we didn't have any service or anything because we weren't supposed to be interacting with people. So all last year, it was pretty much that where we just, we sat there because we have to be there for your safety, but that's pretty much all we did. And We've slowly started to bring stuff back, but in general, it just completely changed everything because our jobs changed, what we did changed, the way we approach people is different now. Masks are probably going to be a thing on airplanes for quite a while, even though these mm -hmm. vaccines are coming and things are opening up. I'm pretty sure we're going to require masks for a while. And that's really become the bulk of our job is being mask polices on the airplane. And it's terrible because <laughs> trust me, I get how uncomfortable it is. We, mm -hmm. when we fly, we wear them for 12 hours a day, but it's a law, it's mm -hmm. a rule. And when you have the people who just refuse to wear it, it gets ugly because you have to follow the rules. Otherwise you get in trouble. There's just no easy way to deal with it. So I'm assuming based on 
your words, use my detective skills that you're a flight attendant. <laughs> is it true that there's a height requirement for flight attendants? Because everywhere, uh, I always tell my wife, I was like, I'd like to be a flight attendant. She's like, oh, honey, you might be too tall. I can imagine I don't, like somebody like having to cock their head like this to walk down the aisle. <laughs> I don't know for a fact, but I do know that like proportion does come into play when they hire mm-hmm. because of like operating the doors and everything. Yeah. You have to, and for safety reasons, there are certain handles that you're supposed to be able to reach. So a, like a really short person may not be able to reach these handles. So maybe that would prevent them from getting hired. I think height comes into play, but I don't know if there's like a specific, you have to be this height or taller or between these okay. to get hired. Okay. No, that's all I wanted to know because I like to travel. <laughs> I'm the kind of person who's, hey, if you like to travel, get a job where you travel. So I was like a fl- flight attendant. Hey, that's all they do is travel. So, but then you're, you think it's like glamorous <laughs> travel. Yeah, and I get homesick, and I just feel like, uh, I don't know, I'd be in a... Because the fun thing about going, well, for me anyway, about going to places, being able to experience it with Kiana, who's my wife, and I feel like if I was a flight attendant, then I would get to experience these places by myself, though, and I wouldn't really, I don't know if I would enjoy them that much, so I'm just like, well, maybe it's not the thing for me, so... <laughs> That kind of crossed my mind too, because yeah. when I got this job, I didn't really think about, yeah, I get to see these places, but it's just me. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of places that it's fine being by yourself. I having done it for a few years now, I know what I enjoy and I don't really get bothered being by myself anymore. But at first it was difficult. I'm like, I wish I had a group of people to go chill with or go to dinner with because the amount of times I've eaten at a restaurant by myself with this job, it doesn't bother <laughs> me, but I'm always like, is somebody looking at me thinking, oh, he's by himself. How sad. No, I like to travel. Uh, my husband and I, we travel quite often. We used to travel quite often. So like experiences with somebody is extremely important, but I could see it doing it alone though. You don't have to worry about somebody else rushing you. You can do your own thing. You can, if you want to taste more wine, go for it. Like, you know, you don't have to leave right away. So there's, I think there's positive and negatives to both and pros and yeah. cons to both. I will say internationally, it's a different story. I rarely go anywhere myself if I'm doing an international trip just for safety mm-hmm. reasons, especially if it's a country that mm-hmm. many English speaking people, Paris was the one exception to that because I had a decent amount of time. So the first day I was able to go out with my crew and we had a fun time. But the next morning before we left for the airport is when I went to that garden, had the croissant and like I walked around, I used my maps to make sure I was going exactly the right way. But other international places now, like luckily the language speakers on our crews are younger because most of the crew is a bit older. And a lot of them don't really want to hang out because they work that trip all the time. And for someone like me who doesn't work that trip, they're like, I need to go do things right now. I've never been here. So anytime I'm in another country, I like make friends with the language speakers so they can help me get places and become friends with them so they can translate. They never mind either. So it's nice. All right. So one more thing before we wrap this up, I always got to ask, especially somebody in the culinary field. Do you have a favorite chef? 
probably Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> and it's not because of the Hell's Kitchen jokes at the beginning. It really is because he is such a genius. And he will yeah. always be entertaining to watch. Always. And the thing that I love about him, especially is because he, he talks shit, but he also backs it up and knows what he's talking about. Yep. So exactly. even when he's like yelling at you, calling you an idiot sandwich on hell's kitchen or he's going into these restaurants and telling you how shitty your restaurant is like he's can back it up and he can help you make it better i love gordon ramsay i'm a gordon ramsay fanboy that's my dream is to meet gordon ramsay (laughs) but anyway said you got anything else you want to say before we wrap it up no just i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and this is something different for us so i'm really excited and i'm really excited for this episode to drop and we're gonna We'll plug in all of your your website, your Instagram, and whatever you want. But we're going to give you a chance here in a second to to promote yourself as well. But yeah, I appreciate you coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you guys. It has been fun. Yeah, it's been awesome. So if you want to go ahead and take this opportunity, you're in the spotlight. Plug, plug away. I am extremely excited because the merchandise I just launched is my favorite recipes that... I figured out how to turn into mixes for people to make at home because a lot of people see baking as a task rather than something to enjoy and they want desserts. So they're more likely to go buy a dessert rather than make it at home. So these mixes make it really easy and convenient for anybody to have a really great dessert. I have my brownie mix, my molten lava cake mix and my cookie bar mix. I try to create three things you don't typically find on store shelves that are a lot better than what you can get at the store so that all you need is two ingredients and the steps are clearly lined out for you. And in 20 minutes, you have something really great that you didn't have to go search for that you can share with everybody and they'll be like, oh my God, where did you get this? So I'm really excited because that's something I've dreamed about is sharing desserts with people all over the world in a very easy, convenient way. So I do have, I did purchase some of your merch for myself because I like to bake and I like to collect aprons. So I'm going to, I'm going to buy that, but, but also for a giveaway later that I'm going to discuss with you and see how I can do that and how we set that up. And it'll probably be an Instagram post, Instagram video, something like that, where I do the giveaway, but we can discuss that later. You heard it here, folks. AJ's got some merchandise and it sounds pretty damn good. But that being said, we will post your link to your YouTube, whatever you want us to put. We'll link it in the episode so people can just, after they listen to the episode, they can be like, oh, that sounds cool. Click on it. It's right in front of them. Of course, everybody, follow us on all platforms except Snapchat and TikTok because we aren't talented. So that being said... But before, if you do want to go look at AJ's recipes, his website is bakerwithaj.com, correct? Yes. Go check those out. They are so, my two favorites that I've seen are the red velvet cookies and the red velvet cheesecake. And I'm going to be trying both of those. They are amazing. So yes, you should. So they they look amazing. I I love red velvet. Uh, Not red velvet. Okay. You just be quiet about red velvet over there. Not for me. All right. So thank you for joining us. I'm going to sign off. This is said. This is Darian. This is AJ. (laughs) 